Uh, before we start, I'd just like to pray, please, before we go any further. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we just pray, Lord, that you take control, Lord, of the meeting now, Lord. And Lord, we love you, Lord, and we adore you, Lord, and we pray, Lord, that your name will be glorified. You will be lifted up, Lord, and exalted, Lord. Yes. And Lord, your people will be encouraged and strengthened, Lord, through your word, Lord. Lord, let your people see past me and see Christ. Amen. Let their minds be filled with Christ tonight. Amen. Glorify your name, Lord. Amen. Strengthen your people, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 27, uh, just as you're turning to Psalm 27, it's a psalm that's been on my heart for quite a while now. Psalm 27. Uh, in my own private time and studies at home, uh, I decided to read through the Psalms. Uh, I got no further than Psalm 27. I felt the Lord saying to me, stay here, I need to talk to you. Uh, it was clear, it was plain, and I said, Lord, I'll stay here. And I've, been, I've actually been in the Psalm ever since. I haven't got past it. What I want to do tonight, I want to strengthen God's people. Because God strengthened me through this psalm. He spoke to me. He strengthened me. He encouraged me. He raised me up. And I want to do that tonight through his word. I want you to see Christ. I want you to be encouraged tonight through Christ. Your mind filled with Christ. Going out of here tonight rejoicing in Christ. Because it's his word. I personally have got nothing to say. Only through his word. I'm speaking his word. Me personally, I've got absolutely nothing to say to you tonight. Only through this word. Basically, Psalm 27 is a psalm of David. uh, David at this point is being persecuted. Saul wants to kill him. Doeg the Edomite, the the chief herdsman of Saul, is coming against him as well. David here is having a lot of problems. A lot of problems. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I'm just going to read the psalm if you want to follow in your Bible. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though a war should rise against me, In this will I be be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not. Neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. 
Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm 27. In the first verse here, now you could forgive David here for having a pity party, feeling sorry for himself, couldn't you? He's a lot going on. Saul wants to kill him. The Edomite here is coming against him, and there's a lot going on, but he's not. It says here in the first verse, Thou, Lord, the Lord is my light, the Lord is my salvation, and the Lord is my strength. My light, my salvation, and the Lord is my strength. It's personal. My light, my salvation, my strength, mang, mang, he's mang. He's not having a pity party. He's not crumbled up in the hedge like a hedgehog because somebody said boo to him. He's strong. His mindset is Christ. He's my light. He's my strength. He's my salvation. It's a three-fold cord and it cannot be broken. Nothing can break that. It's Christ for David here in verse 1. Personal. David's mindset here is fixed on Christ. As you go about, and as I go about my daily business, life can be busy. Things can come in and around you, the busyness of life. There's a lot of stuff going on, but what's your mind fixed on? Is it fixed on money, a bigger house, a new car? Is it fixed on worldly things, or is your mind fixed on Christ? Because if your mind is fixed on Christ, it doesn't matter What comes in and around you, your mindset is Christ. It's Christ for me. Um, You're going about your daily business. The busyness, there's things coming against you. People's in your ear. No, I don't see them. It's Christ. It's Christ for me. My mindset is Christ. I'm focused on him. It doesn't matter what's coming in and around me. It's Christ. If anybody gets in your way of that, they need to go. Remove them from your life. Fix your mind on Christ. In verse 2 here, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Now, stumbled and fell. Now Christ is David's protection. His enemies, David says, even when mine enemies came against me, even when they came in and around me, they stumbled and they failed. He's my light, he's my salvation, he's my protection, he's my strength. In the first two verses of this psalm, David's not feeling sorry for himself. No, he's not. Not at all. He's got his chest up, puffed out, he's got his head up, and he's facing life head on, and he's facing his enemies. Why? It's not because of David's strength. It's because his mindset is Christ. He is fixed completely on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the mindset, brothers and sisters, that we need to have. Life is tough. Yes, life is tough. It's very tough sometimes. Things can come against you. Yes, they can. I understand that. But if your mindset... Well, what are you feeding your mind? What are you feeding it? What's your priority? Because if your priority is not Christ, and there's five or six things above Christ, 
When life gets tough, you're not going to be able to cope. You're going to faint. You're not feeding your life with Christ. Christ has to be number one. Christ for the believer is your life support. And if you switch your life support off, you're dead. You're dead. You have to focus on Christ. Christ wants believers, soldiers of the cross. We sing it. Soldiers of the cross. Where are the soldiers? Where are the believers who are strong, who are grounded in their faith, who have their eyes fixed on Christ, and nothing that comes against them will move them because they're fixed on the rock, Christ Jesus. Get your eyes fixed on Christ. And I'm speaking to myself here, by the way, because the Lord gave me this. Moving on now to verse 3. David says here in verse 3, Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. What's David saying here? Christ is his confidence. Christ is your strength. Christ is your rock, your light, your protection, and your confidence. David here now is confident. He's looking out. I'm looking out. And there's a host encamped. There they are. They've got their tents pitched. They're ready for David. They're all gathering. The campfires lit. Can you just see it in your mind's eye? The campfires are lit. They're poking the fire. They're saying, in the morning, in the morning, we'll go and get them. No. Not a chance. David is fixed on Christ. And he's looking out on the camp. He's looking out on his enemies. And he's saying, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of you. Because I have a God who will protect me. He's my strength, he's my light, he's my salvation, he's my confidence, and I'm not afraid of you. He's not afraid. It says in the first verse, he asked two questions. He said, who shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The answer to those questions is nothing and no one. God is on your side. We need to grasp. We need to grasp Christ in our lives, the power of the Almighty, the sovereign God. He's over all. He's sovereign. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the first of 10,000. He's the lily of the valley. Before time even started, there was a lamb appointed for me. It's personal. For my sin. For me. Before even time began, there was a lamb there waiting to deal with my sin. He's wonderful. He's mighty. He's your saviour, he's your lord, he's the king of kings, he's the lord of lords, he's your rock, he's your all, he's your life support. You can't do without him. If you're a truly elect, born again believer, washed in the blood, Christ is your life support. And then whenever troubles in life come against you, and you can't cope, why? Why can you not? Why can I not cope? Why do I faint? Why? Because you're not in the quiet place. You're not seeking his face. You're going in for a nibble, not a feast. Five minutes, not five hours. And then you wonder why you can't stand. You're not feeding. Your mind is occupied with other things. And then when something comes against you, it's lights out. And I'm exactly the same. We need to be feasting on Christ. Not coming for a nibble. Not coming. I'll read a chapter. I've ticked that box. I'll go in and talk to God for five minutes and I'll tell him what I need. Rubbish. Get into the quiet place. Glorify him. Praise him. And feast on his word. 
Listen to the still small voice and ask him to speak to you. Ask him to speak to you. Ask him what he wants. What do you want me to do, Lord? You gave yourself for me. You shed your life's blood. You gave everything for me, Lord. What do you want me to do for you? What is your will for me? What do you want me to do, Lord? I want to glorify you, Lord. I want to praise you, Lord. I want to feast on you, Lord. I want more of you, Lord. We need to feast on the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to feast on his word. We need to get a grasp of who he is. Do we really, do I really understand who Christ is? Really and truly. Sometimes I, I, I don't. I, I, I try to understand him. I, I, I get into the quiet place with him. And I, and, I, and I talk to him and I hear him. And he tells me, he tells me he loves me. He tells me he loves me. And that just breaks me when he says it. Do you ever get broken talking to Christ? Do you ever weep? Do you ever go into the quiet place and say, Lord... Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Just, I just want to stay here, Lord, and I want to worship you, and I want to thank you. Yes. When did you last weep over the world? When did you last get into the quiet place? When did I last get into the quiet place and say, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord. Look at the state of me, Lord. Would you forgive me, Lord? I'm a rats, Lord. When did you weep over what he's done for you? Without even asking for anything, just go in and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Thank you, Lord. Where would I be without you, Lord? I'm speaking to myself. The Lord gave me this. And I want to encourage you to feast more on Christ. To feast more on his word. He's your rock when trouble comes. You don't need to fear. He's your light. He's your salvation. He's your all in all. He's your life support. Feast on Christ. So when troubles come, you can stand. Not on your own strength, but on his strength. When the storms come, oh, storms are tough, aren't they? Life comes along and there's a storm brewing. Sometimes it's even a tsunami. And you say, Lord, Lord, I'm struggling. And the Lord says, sit there. I want to talk to you. Lord, take me out of the storm. No, I'm not sitting it. I'm going to talk to you. And when you come out and you look back, and I'll use you. That's what the Lord does. Sometimes it's not easy. Storms come along. Storms of life. The Lord chased I thank the Lord for chasing in me. I thank him for it. He spurred me. I should have been dead and buried. Thank you, Lord, for spurring me. And his chastening. And Christ's chastening in my life. He spurred me. He spurred me. He could have, he could have took me out. I should have been dead. He spurred me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your chastening. Thank you for the storms because whenever you come through them and you look back, you know the Lord has taught me something there. The Lord is using me now. I had to get rid of that. The Lord spoke to me. In the storms of life, like David here, and I know sometimes it's hard, but see when the storm is raging in your life, try to just sit there. Try to just sit and be quiet and listen. Okay, Lord, I'm in this storm. What, what is it? What is it? Listen, ask him. What is it, Lord? What's happening? When he chastens you, it's not easy sometimes. But thank him for it. Amen. Because he's molding you in the potter's wheel. Yeah. And sometimes you're getting things removed out of your life. And the Lord's building you up. He's strengthening you. And he wants to use you. 
Verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. David now is feasting. He wants a feast. He doesn't want to nibble at the master's table. He wants to come in to the presence of Christ and he wants to feast on Christ. He wants to feast on his word. He wants more of Christ. He's hungry. How hungry am I for Christ? Do I want more of Christ? Do I want to come in for a five minutes? Or do I want to spend five hours there? Do I want to spend the day there? Do I want to spend the night there? Am I going into Christ's presence and I'm saying, Lord, I'm not going to leave here until you speak to me and until you bless me. David now is hungry. He's hungering for Christ. He's not hungry here for, for, for physical food. He's hungry for spiritual food. Spurgeon said this, We must not enter the assembly of the saints in order to see and be seen, or merely to hear the minister. We must repair to the gatherings of the righteous, intent upon the gracious object of learning more of the loving Father, of the glorified Jesus, more of the mysterious Spirit. Oh, oh don't mention the Spirit. Don't mention the Spirit in some churches. Well, Spurgeon mentions it here. He says, Jesus, more of the mysterious Spirit, in order that we may the more lovingly admire and the more reverently adore our glorious God. David now is coming in for a feast. Spurgeon said this about this uh, verse 4. When we're coming in to worship the Lord, I'll be coming into the church to be seen. Oh, I'm being uh, Here I am. That's me. Here I am. You shall be there anyway. You shall be there anyway. Christ give us all for you. You should be there on a Sunday morning. You should be there on a Sunday night. You should be there in a prayer meeting. You should be on your knees at home. You should be thanking him and praising him. And you should be trying to serve him. Worshiping him and adoring him and serving him. Lord, what is it you want me to do? Here I am, Lord. I'm your servant. What do you want me to do? You should be there anyway, feeding on the word. Feeding on the gospel. Listening to the person who's been put in place to feed the sheep. They have big responsibility. They're feeding the flock and they'll have to answer to God for it. One thing I was thinking just came into my head there. Come in on a Sunday. Come in on a Sunday night. Come in on a Tuesday night. You're at home praying. You know, and sometimes, even me, myself, I've done it before. I'm ashamed of it, but I've done it before. You can become so self-centered. I have a, he hasn't phoned me. She, she, she didn't phone me. And she didn't speak to me, did I? Hmm. When's the last time you went to your pastor or your elders or your deacons or the people who run this church and threw the arms around them and asked them, will you okay? When's the last time you did it? When's the last time I did it? When's the last time you went to them and said, are you okay? Do you need anything? I'm praying for you. That sermon you brought, that message you brought on Sunday morning, fantastic. It spoke to me. The Lord spoke to me. The Lord spoke to me here twice on Sunday. 
Sunday morning, Sunday night, and this morning to confirm this. The Lord makes no mistakes. Go to the men and women who are running your churches. Throw your arms around them and tell them, you're doing a great job. The singers on the stage, fantastic. Go and tell them they're fantastic. Go and tell them you, you love to, to worship with them. Go and tell your pastors. Go and tell your leaders, your Sunday school teachers. Go and tell the people who clean the church, who clean the toilets. You're doing a great job because it's all service for the Lord. Cleaning the toilets, serving the Lord. Hoovering that carpet, serving for the Lord. Right. You're keeping his house clean. Amen. Go and tell them. Go and tell them you're doing a great job. Encourage them. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. We're not going to be here for very long. I hope not too much longer because my eyes are fixed on this guys. And I'm waiting on the Lord coming back. But in the meantime, I have to stay here. I have to serve him. I don't really want to be here. If I'm being totally honest, I have to be completely and totally honest. I'm of the world, but I don't want to be in the world. I'm not, I, I want to be in heaven with my Lord and Saviour. And that's just how I feel. I'm being honest. You might think I'm, I'm mad. That's how I feel. This world is a cesspit. It's confused. It's God's creation. And we have made a complete and total mess of this place. And I can't wait for the new heaven and the new earth. And I see my Saviour. I can't wait. Me, every day I'm focused I have to do my work, yes. I have to earn money. I've got a wife and four kids. But my main mindset and focus is like David. And I thank God for it. My mind is fixed on Christ and I'm waiting on him. That's your mindset if you're a believer. That's your goal. Heaven and home. Serve Christ while you're here. Ask him what he wants you to do. Time is short. I mightn't be here in the morning. I don't know. He might take me home. Who knows? Serve Christ. It's all that matters. On to verse 5. For in the time of trouble, David says, He shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And I looked at this verse, and I, I love this verse. In the, day, in the day whenever David was living, the kingdom... The most secure place in the kingdom was the pavilion. And in verse 5 here, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Set me upon the rock, Christ Jesus. Now Christ is your rock. Christ now is David's rock. He's in Christ's pavilion. The center of the kingdom. He's in the safest place in the kingdom. And who's looking after him? Who's looking after him? Christ. He's in Christ's pavilion. He's in the center of Christ's hand. There you are, David. And I'm looking after you. And nobody or nothing will come near you or touch you. He's a guest of the king. He's in the king's pavilion, the center of the kingdom, and he's a guest of Christ. Imagine that. Imagine. But we are. We are in Christ's pavilion. We're in the centre of his hand. He has you. It mightn't seem like it sometimes. You might think, what's going on here? Christ has you in the centre of his hand. And nothing or no one that comes against you will prosper. You are his. You are Christ's. You are blood-bought. You are redeemed. 
you're a child of the living God and he has you here. He has you in your hand, in the Christ's hand. Praise his name. Complete protection in Christ. Moving on now to verse 6 of the chapter. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. David now is rejoicing. His head has been lifted up above his enemies. He's in the pavilion of God, the centre of God's hands, and he's rejoicing. He's shouting unto the Lord. Well, don't shout. Don't come into church and shout. Why not? It says here, it's in the Hebrew, shout unto the Lord. Praise his name. Worship Christ. Shout. Don't be afraid to shout and praise unto God. He redeemed you. He shed his life's blood for you. He gave himself for you. You're a child of the living God. The future's bright. You know, I've, I, I've read my Bible. I, I know my future. My future is serving Christ on earth. And then whenever I, the, the, the Lord decides to take me home, I will be with him. What more do you want? The son of the living God gave himself for you. Do we not have born again, blood-bought believers have something to shout about? I, I think we do. I think we do. And don't let anybody shut you up. And if I don't like it, tough. Tough. Keep praising the Lord. Keep singing his praises. Keep the smile on your face. And keep going. Christ is coming. I believe Christ is coming back soon. My eyes are fixed on the skies. Praise God. He's put that in in my life. Glenn, keep your eyes fixed on the skies. I'm coming back soon. But in the meantime, keep going. Put a smile on your face. Put your chest out. Put your head up. In my strength. not Christ's strength, not mine. Let's get this right. It's not my strength. And I get up in the morning, and it's not pretty sometimes. I get up in the morning, look in the mirror. There he is. Your number one enemy. It's me. It's me. Lord, come, come on, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need, I need to get through this day, Lord. Lord, I need, to get the, I need to get the kids out of school, Lord. I need to go to work. Uh, there's, there's things going to happen here today, Lord, that, that I need to deal with, Lord. Lord, will you keep me, Lord? Will you keep my mind? Will you keep my tongue? Will you strengthen me, Lord? Will you bring me through the day, Lord? When you're going about your daily business and it's busy and it's tough, worship songs on, in the car, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, praise the Lord in the car, Fix your mind on Christ. Somebody comes against you, go, get him out. Get him out, I'm talking to Christ. I'm focused on Christ. Get, get him out. I'm talking to Christ. I'm focused on Christ. No matter what goes on, it's Christ. Focus your mind on Christ in your daily business as you go about your daily walk. David here in this verse, he's rejoicing. His head has been lifted up above his enemies. He's in the pavilion and he's rejoicing. He's a guest of, of the living God. And Christ has him. On to verse 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. Now the tone of David starts to change. He's saying here in verse 7, he's crying on to God. When, when's the last time I cried on to God? When's the last time I got into the quiet place and I cried 
and I cried and I wept. David here is saying, crying unto God, have mercy upon me, Lord, and answer me, Lord. David's he, he's getting deeper in now. He's getting deeper in. The tone has changed from, from rejoicing to he's getting deeper in now. He's crying unto God. He's saying, Lord, Lord, have mercy upon me, Lord. Lord, hear me, Lord. Answer me, Lord. Lord, where are you, Lord? David now is starting to, he's, he's starting to push in more. He wants more of Christ. See, he doesn't want a wee nibble. David didn't want the nibble. David had a personal relationship and a personal walk with Christ. And we need to have the same. It says, you're indwelt with the Holy Spirit. Can you hear the Spirit speaking to you? Do, do, do you shut everything out and everything off? And do you, do you just... Go, sometimes I've learned to go in to the closet, to go in, the, in the house. Sometimes my home is crazy. But I've learned to go in, to get somewhere quiet, even if I have to go for a walk or get into the car and say nothing, just sit. Just sit and say, Lord, here I am, Lord. Lord, here I am, Lord. You can see me, Lord. And wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Bang. He starts speaking to you. It's beautiful. When the Holy Spirit starts to speak to your mind, it's beautiful. It's precious. I, do, you, do you love Christ? Do you really love him? Do you, do, do you go into the quiet place and just sit and say, Lord, Lord, just speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. I want to hear you, Lord. Lord, I have a busy day, Lord. Everything going on, Lord. Shut it all out. Get clear the decks. Lord, I'm listening, Lord. Lord, I want to hear from you, Lord. This is what David is meaning here by verse 7. Verse 8 of the chapter, When thou saidest, Seek ye my face. So when the Lord says to David, Seek my face, David says, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. It's like an echo. It's like an echo. The Lord is saying, David, Seek. Seek, David. Seek me more, David. And David's heart says, Lord, I will seek you. Seek me, David. I will seek you. Seek me, I will seek you. It's like an echo. It's going to and fro. To and fro. To and fro, David is communing with God. Beautiful. David is in a place now where his eyes are fixed on Christ and he hears Christ and his heart is speaking. Faces, heart, face, heart. Get into the quiet place, believer. Seek the face of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Help him. Ask the Lord to help you, to guide you. To protect you, to guide your steps, really push in and seek Christ in your life. Verse 9 of the chapter Hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast helped me, thou hast been my help, leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. In verse 9, David is saying now, Lord, don't hide from me, Lord. Don't be angry with me, Lord. Don't forsake me, Lord. Oh, God of my salvation. He's still pressing in. From, from verse 7 to verse 9, David is still pressing in. He's crying on to his God. He's feasting. He's desiring more. He's not happy with what he has got. He wants more of Christ. Are we willing?
to push in and have more of Christ in our lives. That's what David's doing here. He's pushing in. He wants more of the living God. Verse 10 of the chapter. David now says in verse 10, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Now, take me up in the Hebrew means, it means gather me up. Whenever everybody has forsaken you in life and it happens, who you thought were your friends are gone. Who you thought were at your side are gone. Who you thought had your back are gone. Even your, maybe, and life can be very, very tough and it happens. Maybe even when your mother and your father have gone and they've forsaken you. My dad was an orphan. He was, he was put into Mount Norris uh, orphanage. His mother and his father forsook him. But who took him up? <laughs> who took him up? And Christ gathered him up. Christ gathered up my dad. He was thrown into an orphanage in Mount Norris. He was given up by everybody, including his parents. But he wasn't given up by Christ. The Lord went in. And the Hebrew for it is the Lord will gather me up. The Lord says, everybody else is gone. Come on. Come on, Glenn, get up. Lord, they've all, they've all, they've all turned away from me. Doesn't Come on, get up. Get up, come on. The Lord will never leave you. The Lord will never forsake you. The Lord will gather you up. You remember that. Whenever people are turning their back on you, slagging you off, running you into the ground, fix your mind on Christ. It's Christ that you need to be worried about because you will have to answer to Christ. And so will they. So will they. Now, I'm going to go in the chapter. Verse 11. Things change, things change now for David. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. David's now saying, Lord, teach me thy way. He didn't say, Lord, I'm doing okay. I think I'm doing all right, but just chip in. No. Lord, teach me thy ways. He wants to know the ways of Christ. He's fixed again. His mindset Lord, teach me thy ways. The rest of the verse. Lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. And, and I, I prayed about this verse. And I looked at it and I said, Lord, plain, plain path. Plain path. And it says here, I just want to get it. Plain path just basically means in the Hebrew a way of plainness. And I prayed about it and I prayed about it. And, and I said, Lord, what does this what, what are you saying here? And he said, Glenn, heaven gave its best for you. Calvary, Glenn. Calvary. Glenn, the whipping post, the mocking, the scorning, the cross. The death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. Walk in it. Walk in it, Glenn. 
And I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ask the Lord, to re- ask the Spirit to reveal Scripture to you. He will. The Spirit will reveal it. If you're genuine, the Spirit will help you to understand Scripture. Walk in it, Glenn. A plain path. You know, there's so many gimmicks going on in, in, in some denominations. I'm not going to name them or go into them. So many gimmicks. And you know, the Lord says here in this verse, David says in this verse, Teach me thy ways, O Lord. He wants to know the Lord's ways. Lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. The plain path for the believer is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You, p- people say, you know, I hear people saying sometimes, we need to do something different. Uh, no, you don't. Preach the word. It's a plain path. The death, the burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a plain path. Walk in it. That is it. That's it. It's a plainness of path. It says here in the verse, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Your enemies having the word to say about this book. Well, they might say it cloudy, but they're wrong. This book stands firm. The death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ, the ascension to the right hand of the Father, and one day he's coming back again. Because of mine enemies. Mine enemies can say whatever they like. They can say whatever they want. I don't really care, to be honest. Because I believe in this book. This is living book. This is the word of the Lord Jesus Christ, the sovereign. And I will lead my life by this book. And I don't care who doesn't like it. I don't care anymore. Because I'm sick of the, I'm sick of this world. I'm sick of people in my ear having a go at me, running me down. Do you know what I said to them now? I just gave it back. Sometimes I would have said, but I would have just left it before. But I said, no, I'm not going to say nothing. I've stopped that. I've started now to get back at them. I've had enough. Who do you think you're talking to? I'm a son of the living God. And I'm going to quote his word now to you. See, people want to have a go at you all the time. They think because you're a Christian, you're a doormat. You're not a doormat. You're a son and a daughter and a living God. Harness the power of Christ in your life and shut them up. And if they don't like it, who cares? Tough. Tough. Look what Christ did for us. Look what he did. And we can't defend him? Nonsense. Nonsense. I will defend him at every turn. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies. For false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe their cruelty. Now there's one. False witnesses, they're everywhere. They are everywhere. The plain path, because of mine enemies. False witnesses. Now, this verse, plain path, because of mine enemies, false witnesses. If you are living right, wholly acceptable before Christ, see, your enemies are observing you. They're, they're reading you. They're watching you. Did you hear what he said? Did you see what he did? Did you, see, did you hear what she said? Did you see what she did? Did you hear about your woman down the road? No. Cut it all out. Don't give them any rope. 
plain path, a way of plainness, because you're being observed by your enemies. You're walking your daily life. You're walking the streets. You're, 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 you're leading your life. You're, you're, you're leading your life wholly acceptable before Christ and his strength and his power and his might. Your enemies might observe you, but they can't say a word against you. They're shut up. They've got nothing to accuse you of. Nothing. Walk plainly before your Lord in his strength so your enemies have nothing against you. Keep your testimony. Your testimony is key. Once your testimony goes, that's it. You can't open your mouth. You can't say a word. For on the first 13 of the chapter, chapter 27, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'll read it again. Verse 13 of the chapter. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I had fainted unless I had believed. Now, this is David. This is David who slew Goliath. Now, you're saying to me, Glenn, you know, is David, is David fainting here? Faith. Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Without faith, you will faint. If you have no faith in your Christ, if you have no faith in him, you will faint. You, you, you will melt. You won't, you won't last. You have to feed and have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. People say to me here, oh, David, some boy, uh, slew Goliath. Look what he did. How many glasses Christ taken out of my life and I faint? Be careful. Be careful what you say about people. David slew Goliath. He's fainting here. He doesn't have much faith, does he? Mm. Sometimes I don't either. Let's be honest. How many glasses have come out of my life? How many glasses Christ removed? How many prayers has he answered? And some days I'm fainting. Be careful. Be careful. Last verse. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. This verse really bothered me. Because I wasn't, I wasn't getting it. I was understanding it a bit. And I, say, I said, Lord, there's something here. There's something in this. And you want me to see it. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. So I stayed, I stayed with the Lord in, in my study. The quiet place. And I read it again and again and again. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And I said, Lord, I'm not leaving here until you show me this verse. Until you show me what you mean in this verse. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And I prayed and I prayed. And I prayed unto it. And the Lord showed me it. And I started to weep. I broke down. I'm not ashamed to say it. I broke down. I was in the house of my own. And I just started crying. And the Lord started to speak to me. The Spirit started to speak. He says, Glenn, my people are murmuring. They want to go back to Egypt. And they want to go back to their vomit like a dog. And I says, Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. Because I took it personally. It was, he was speaking to me. My, per, my people are murmuring. 
I'm sick of it. They want to go back to Egypt. I delivered them from it. And they want to go back to their vomit like a dog. And I just wept. I just broke down. And I just said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Lord. Will you forgive me, Lord? I started crying. He showed me Calvary. He says, Glenn, I went all the way to Calvary, Glenn, for your sin. For your sin, Glenn, all the way to Calvary. Will you wait on me? Will you wait on the Lord Jesus Christ? When Christ returns, who will be waiting on him? Will we be back in Egypt? Will, will I be back in Egypt? Will I be lying in my vomit? Or will I be waiting on my Lord Jesus Christ, my Saviour and my Redeemer? Will we be waiting on Christ when he returns? Just going to finish. Listen, thanks very much for listening. It's, it's something that's been on my mind. It's been heavy on my heart. Let's, as a church, know who we are. Harness the power of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. Let's be victorious. Let's lead a victorious life in Christ through him who strengthens me. And let's push on. But let's be waiting on Christ when he returns. Let's be found, people, brothers and sisters in Christ, let's be found waiting on him when he comes back. Thank you. Amen.